This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is the Monty Show. March 17th, Jake. Yep. Besides the crust in your crack, what's green? Your shoes. You don't have anything green on. No, I'm cold blooded killer, bro. And I got to be honest with you today, you look a little haggard. I'm tired, bro. Tired. We're going to talk about it. You look a little worn out today. Then there's me. I am the flowers of spring here on the Monty Show. Daffodils popping out of the ground, if you will. Uh... All right, let's move on. Uh, we have to talk about uh, MLB opening day. Yeah, we get Cubs in baseball today. Chicago Cub baseball. Yeah. On WGN TV. Uh, we don't. It's on ESPN. Um, so we'll talk a little baseball. We've got to talk about this Amazon delay. There's a new Netflix crackdown. Uh, there's evidence that you need to have strong hands to live a long life. Hmm. And as was pointed out yesterday on the old YouTube machine, how many of these uh, topics am I going to bring up and then never talk about? Well, I mean, you know, it happens, man. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll get to all of those, but I want to start with the, uh, Utah jazz man, because how about Little Donnie Mitchell, mm-hmm. little Donnie mm-hmm. uh, came out last night and carried the Bulls absolutely to a win um, the Bulls? or excuse me, the Jazz to a win over Donnie, the Bulls. Please. Yeah, Donnie, please. Um, nine, count them up, nine three pointers last night, Jake. I don't think there's any <clears> way <throat> to spin this. Donovan Mitchell was scintillating last night. Yeah, he had the kind of game that we wanted. We want to see consistently out of Donovan Mitchell. And, and, I, and I think it. It is unfair to expect him to put up 35 points a night. However, uh, I think the conversation we need to have is more about uh, the way he went about taking over this game and dominating this game. This is what we we want to see out of him. Whether that means he put up 25 or 35 or 100 points doesn't really matter to me. What I want to see is him taking over games and controlling the narrative in the game. And, and that's what we saw last night. And obviously, you know, you have a, a Bulls team that – that was very dominant through the middle portion of the season, has pretty much fallen off and, and has not been able to finish the season strong. But regardless of that, they are still a good team, a team that could beat you if you uh, open the door. And the Jazz didn't do that last night. And I have to say, it was awesome watching Donovan Mitchell just basically say, hey, you're not, you guys can just go back to the locker room. This game's over. I'm going to knock down my shots, and we're all going to ride off into the sunset. That is a great thing to see, and I do wish that we saw more out of Donovan Mitchell, you know, and, and I don't know really what you attribute it to other than maybe he was just feeling good or, or you know, he just had a nice game. I don't know, man, but this is the kind of player that, that he can be, and I think that performances like last night really should, you know, if you're a Jazz fan, should really kind of silence the whole – hey, maybe we should build around Rudy Gobert or maybe Donovan, if Donovan doesn't want to be here, then F him, basically. Like, Donovan Mitchell is the guy you want to build around. And 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 I think we've been saying it. I think the only the only question mark about Donovan Mitchell is how, just how high is the ceiling? Is this a, is Donovan Mitchell ever an MVP candidate type conversation? And I got to be honest with you, 
if that's your biggest problem with Donovan Mitchell, I think you're in a pretty good place. So last night I was I was very impressed. I also have to say that uh, you know Alexander Walker, nice night for the kid. You know, finally gets some 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 playing time, knocks down some shots. Really like that contribution. So I like what Quinn is doing. I think he's playing more guys. I think he's opened his mind up to that concept a little bit, and the Jazz are starting to see some benefit from it. So hopefully. This continues, and, you know, uh, I don't know if all of you saw Dallas's win over Brooklyn last night, Dinwiddie hitting that buzzer beater. This was a huge win for the Jazz. Dallas wins that game in spectacular home run, walk-off type finish, and uh, the Jazz answered, and that's all that really matters at this point. Yeah, and I, I think the big conversation here is Donovan Mitchell is the absolute right guy to build this club around. And I, I, I just, again, will say is, and I know we talk about it a lot, Brandon Whitesides was all fired up on the old tweet machine yesterday about, well, stop talking about it, about whether Donovan Mitchell's going to leave or stay or go. But how do you not talk about it on a night like this where jazz fans have for the last year <laughs> been divided on whether or not this is Rudy's team or Don's team? And I'm just telling you again, Rudy Gobert has never given you what Donovan Mitchell gave you last night. Mm -hmm. Rudy Gobert is not capable of carrying the ball club the way that Donovan Mitchell carried the, the ball club last night. Donovan Mitchell is a generational superstar in this league. Mm -hmm. He is the best player arguably you've ever had on your roster. And he's the guy you should build this team around because it's 2022 and the guy can just about do everything. Thanks. And when he shows up to training camp in September with a mid-range jump shot, it's over. I'm for real. There's nothing to talk about. Donovan Mitchell is a stud. And last night he showed you that. And I think as far as um, the Chicago Bulls go, yeah, I think they're out of gas. I mean, that looked like a team that was tired. Um, you knew as soon as they rolled out, and they, I think they were over their first six shots, um, that this was a game the, the Utah Jazz should absolutely win. And I think that the Jazz, it's not even that they won this game. It's that they won on the same night that Dallas went to Brooklyn and Luka put on a show. Yeah. And I will again point out how beautiful, attractive, and intelligent I am as a human being. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, that I'm beautiful and attractive and intelligent because Spencer Dinwiddie hit the massive shot for the Mavericks last night to knock off the Brooklyn Nets in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And Spencer Dinwiddie's a guy that the Jazz had every opportunity to get, and they passed. Is this the dagger? And now he's on the Dallas Mavericks, and he continues to be a bright spot for them. Yeah. But what a win for the Jazz. And then what a night to have a nine three-point performance out of Donovan Mitchell on the same night that the, the Dallas Mavericks went to Brooklyn to win, which, by the way, the Utah Jazz are going to be there in less than a week. Jake, I think this was a huge win for the Jazz. Yeah, and, and I think that every time the, the team that you're competing with in the standings wins a game in that fashion and then you're able to basically nullify that by winning your game, that's a huge that that's a huge moment for you as a team because again, think of it this way. You know, Dinwiddie hits that game winning shot, they win the game last second, you know, they beat Brooklyn and they're feeling great about themselves. You go back to the locker room and you're like, All right, what's what's Utah doing? Are, are they gonna beat the Bulls? And you're like, hopefully they lose. Hopefully they lose. And then they end up winning. And if you're Luka and Dinwiddie and those guys, you're like, damn, man, we just pulled one out and, and we didn't, we weren't able to make up any ground on that. So 
<coughs> I just think that that um don't, don't die. Yeah, sorry, sorry guys. Uh, sorry guys. Yeah. Hey guys. Yeah, sorry. Um, you know, I just think that that this was this was a nice win. It just that's just that's just what it is, you know. And I think as you progress through the schedule, again, the only thing that matters is holding on to the four spot. That's it. If you can hold on to the four spot, you're gonna be in a good place going to the postseason, and you're gonna do everything that you can do to get as far as possible. But I I want this conversation of. Who should we build around in the future to be put to bed? Because I just don't think it's really even a conversation anymore. I think that Donovan Mitchell has shown you some shortcomings. Absolutely. You know, do I wish he turned it over less in the paint? Yeah, absolutely. But he's going to fix that when he learns how to play the mid-range more effectively, you know, which should happen this summer. You know, has he shown us the ability to pick and choose when he takes his threes? Yes, he has. I mean, I think he's worked on that. And I think that Donovan Mitchell hero ball has gone away a bit. So uh, you can see, you know, in small progressions that he is working on his game. And I I think that that's very encouraging to see because, again, it's not next season that you need him to be absolute savage killer guy. It's the season after that when you would expect to contend for a title. And, again, I'm just going to say that I – I love the heart that this Utah Jazz team shows on a night-in-night-out basis. I mean – this team has faced a lot of adversity. Um, I think certainly the 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 night to night challenge uh, that it is being the Utah Jazz the way they're currently constructed. It's very difficult to compete at the highest levels in this league when you lack athletic ability. And I think even at times last night we saw that they they don't have a guy that can stay with Zach Levine yeah. when he is at his best, even if he is double dribbling into a three pointer in the corner. Um, no you cop, don't, no stop. you don't. Yeah, exactly. Right. I wasn't speeding. There was no cop there. Uh, you don't have an answer defensively for DeRozan's mid range game. You don't have a guy, uh, that plays with the tenacity, um, that an Alex Caruso brings off their bench. Now you bring in Jordan Clarkson, who gives you a really good performance again last night, but you don't have a guy that brings you that edge that a Javante green does, or, the leaping ability of a Derrick Jones Jr. like, and yet you still beat them by 15 points. Yeah. And what that tells you is you got a great performance out of Donovan Mitchell. And defensively, I, I thought the the Jazz did a really good job communicating on the pick and roll. And that's what this team has to get. And the thing that scares you is the same thing that you love about the way they won this game. This is the kind of performance that they have to get every single night out of Donovan Mitchell if they're going to win at a, at a very high level. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, when you're playing a mediocre team like the Chicago Bulls, that's not the Phoenix Suns, the Golden State Warriors, the Denver Nuggets, the Dallas Mavericks, coming up the Brooklyn Nets. Like, you look at the, look at your Nets last night. Mm-hmm. Look at what Kevin Durant did. Kevin Durant had a tragically terrible game last yeah, night. Yeah, he had 11 points at the half and couldn't knock anything down, down in the second half. Well, that was until the game was on the line and they needed a three and he gave it to them. Yep. And it's, and it's that kind of, you know, innate ability to say, I don't care what happened on the last shot. The next shot's the one that matters. Yep. That's what I love about this team. Now, There was also a lot of conversation last night about this technical foul that Donovan Mitchell got. Mm -hmm. And listen, I know that I've been a huge critic of the Jazz broadcast. I understand that. I'm not sitting here trying to pile on them. Holly Rose, an embarrassment. To sit there last night when Donovan Mitchell gets this technical foul, and it was a stupid technical foul. It was barely a, 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 I mean, it was 
it's body contact through the play. It's not like you got run over and they didn't call it. And by the way, make the fucking layup. Like yeah. that's a, a play where you should have made the layup, right? Yeah. She says right after he goes into a tantrum, waving his arms, yelling and screaming, cursing at the official, who then waits for the play to end and calls a technical foul on Donovan. She then says, well, you know what? The amazing part of this is the official has to know that he can't call a technical foul there because Donovan Mitchell's in the right, and he knew he was in the right. And if Donovan Mitchell is that upset, you must have missed a call, and the official knows that. If Donovan's that upset, you can't call a technical foul because you blew one. Come on. It's like, Holly, look, man, I love you on football. I enjoy your work. You're embarrassing yourself on the jazz broadcast. Yeah. Like, and I had just gotten back to a place where from the Groinio region, I was comfortable enough to watch the jazz broadcast. Donnie, you're out of your element. You need to chill out. Groinio region? Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about that? What does that even mean in terms of watching jazz games? Well, as a guy without a cock, I understand why that's a struggle for you. But my, yeah, but my point is... I had just gotten back into, like, okay, you know, Bowler is what he is. I like Big T a lot. Big T. Yeah, Big Timmy. Hey, guys. Uh, anyway, um, I like Thurl Bailey a lot. Mm -hmm. I, I really do. I like the way he analyzes games, and his perspective is really good. He's a brilliant guy. Holly Rowe is nails on a chalkboard. Like, and I've tried. I Honestly, I've tried. Never. This is this is the topper of all stupid topper terrible color commentary, and I actually like Holly Rowe a lot. Like I love her on college football. Yeah, that's, I, that's, at, that's at what ESPN, she's good at. That's what yeah, she's good at. Yeah. At ESPN, college football and basketball interviewing, like I think she does a great job. As a color analyst, she's brutal, and I just can't do it anymore. I can't. Like it is. Let me ask you this: Why were you watching their broadcast? Because I'm dumb, Jake. You, you, well, you know this. Like the sorry, if you're offended by yeah, that. Yeah, the Dane Bramage that I have from giving birth to you, just like it doesn't it, make you feel responsible. So, and see what had happened was I don't know why, I don't know why, and I immediately flipped back to the Bulls broadcast. You know, with with Stacy King, you know, who does a good job. Like, okay. Like, they're serviceable. Can we all agree that we don't need most broadcasts to be Mike bringing in ESPN? It doesn't need to be perfect. Yeah. But please, oh, well, he's got to know if Donovan's that upset, you can't call a technical foul because you're in the wrong. <laughs> what? Help me. Dude, what? Ishmael Beck Nielsen. I, hey, good to see you, bud. Uh, says, Jazz broadcast is so trash. Been for ages, but Bowler and Holly is unwatchable. I actually miss Harpering, damn it. I See, and that's what I said last week. I never thought I would miss Matt Harpering. I hey miss Matt. Yeah, I miss Matt Harpering. Wow. And his, his calm, mellow, matter-of-fact, well, he missed that shot. <laughs> like, Bowler would say, there were times where Bowler would say to Matt Harpering, <laughs> well, you know, what wh what happened there? Well, uh, a bowler, he missed that shot. Donnie, you're out of your element. No. Uh, oh, that, yeah, he missed the shot. And uh, all right. <laughs> uh, like he just that matter of fact, um, vanilla straight yes, edge. dude. Well, what happened there? Uh, he missed the shot. Uh, they scored. How did the Jazz lose that game? Well, uh, you know, the uh, the Clippers scored more points than the Jazz did.
Um, oh, okay. Well, hey, Harp, that's great analysis. <laughs> Thanks for coming. You know. Right? Like, that's the thing that just makes you crazy. Anyway, um, Ishmael also said, um, hey, guys, finally made it to a live show. Been following you since you had around 100 subs. Oh, wow. Hey, guys. Good to Welcome see you, Welcome to the man. show, man. Yeah, we're glad you're here, Ismail. We appreciate you supporting us. Edgar Garcia says, good morning. David Fulmer says, good morning. Where's Greg, Jeremy? Greg Hawkins says, howdy, y'all. What's up, Greg? Good to see you, bud. Hope you're well. Neville93 says, good morning, guys. It was nice seeing Alexander Walker play good ball. Wasn't it? It was... I don't, And maybe I'm just an a-hole. And I'm open to the idea that I'm an a-hole. Are we clear on that? Why isn't he playing more? I don't know. Help me with this. And I know we talk about this every time somebody comes off the bench. Well, admittedly, Jared Butler hasn't come off the bench very often. And when he has, it has at times been ugly. That's but, pretty much self-explanatory. Yeah, he's not been good. Um, but, <laughs> like, you bring in a guy like Eric Paschal, he immediately gives you a three and a bunch of energy. And then it's like, oh, did they cut him? Yeah. Because he's not on the bench. Anymore. Or, or he's, no, he played. It, it, anyway. And then, you know, Nikhil Alexander-Walker comes in last night, and it feels like he can't miss. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand why they're not playing him more. Yeah, and he's one of those guys, as you always say, that you don't want to play like 25 minutes because he'll get exposed. But 10-minute increments, I don't think there's anything wrong with yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Jeremy Bolton, what's up? There he is. Jeremy there Bolton, to is. his Here credit, to his credit, Jeremy <clears throat> Bolton came around on Twitter last night. Been, with waiting, some, been waiting for Jeremy to show up today. With some love for Alex Been Caruso, waiting. Which I thought, I mean... I, he he is he put up Alex Caruso's box score and I I agreed with him. I thought Caruso played really well. Like <laughs> what? Yeah, he played really well. Man, See, two and, points. Wow. But I, I I but what I say about Alex Caruso is he's not a superstar. I and this is the Alex Caruso rub on this show, and it, we 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 kind of have our sarcastic it's about in cheek. it. Yeah, Alex Caruso is a role player. He's not ever going to be your best player. But the reason that so many teams wanted him, the reason the Lakers missed, the reason LeBron talked about how much they miss him and how much the Bulls missed him when he had the broken wrist, that, by the way, did you see him last night in pain? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I wrist for basketball players, breaking their wrist is horrendous. It hurts in general. If you've was ever, that shooting or was that his left hand? That's his left hand. His left hand, yeah. yeah. Um, Grayson Allen, but Dick just doubled over multiple times in the fourth quarter. Donovan Mitchell fouled him on a play that wasn't called and Donnie. Actually, you saw Dom walk up to him and be like, Hey man, cause he hit him right on that wrist. And yeah. I just can't even imagine yeah. how much that hurts. But anyway, here, another, the, in, in all seriousness, Alex Cruz was a role player yeah. and his role is to come in and play tenacious defense, which he absolutely did. He causes turnovers. He blocks shots like, he, yeah, he's that role player who gives you exactly what you so this need. This is what I said on Twitter. He's another guy, just like Rudy, where most of his contribution doesn't show up on the stat sheet. It just doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, you know, it, it's one of those situations where, yeah, two points is a bad look. I'd love to see him 10 or 15 points in a couple of what assists. Was, I think it was 0 of 3 from yeah, 3 I mean, or he, whatever. He, I mean, he offensively had a garbage game. There's no question about it. But, but I, I think to say that, he had a bad performance is a bit harsh. I mean, he played good no, defense. He, he had, he had, he contributed um, on a decent level, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely more to Alex Caruso's game. However, I will give Jeremy his moment of, of sunshine and happiness and, and rainbows and flowers. 
you got you you got over on Alex Caruso last night, and I'm I'm happy for you. But see, I actually and and I'm not even being a dick about it. I don't think he got over on Alex Caruso. Like I just think that's who he is. Like this is it, Alex Caruso is a guy that's going to give you 21 night and two the next night, but he's also going to have a bunch of assists, dimes, rebounds, steals, <clears> blocks. <throat> He's going to be, you know, diving on the floor, not into Steph Curry's knee. Listen. Because he's not a dirty player. Listen, there's no – and I'm not trying to hate on headband Caruso. Mm -hmm. There's no getting around the fact that you didn't play well last night on offense. Oh, yeah. I mean, and and I – well, the Bulls had a terrible night offensively. And the the other thing – and a lot of people ask me about the Bulls because we talk about them a lot. I'm a huge Bulls fan. Vucevic is just not a good center. Like, I mean, he is a guy that is – He's too big to be a power forward, but he's so soft that you just can't count on him. Like Rudy Gobert owned Vucevic. Yeah. I mean, it, that there's not even the oddity last night was in it, and I thought it would be reversed. Like Hassan Whiteside just wasn't really a factor last night. No, Tristan it was, Thompson was. Tristan it was, Thompson had a nice little performance, but well, and that's an interesting talking point though, because mm-hmm. Tristan Thompson doesn't. He has zero Fs to give, right? Yeah, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. Yeah. You can see he's another guy going at Rudy Gobert. Mm -hmm. Like, using that forearm, and admittedly, Rudy Gobert gets away with a lot. I mean, he takes a lot, but he gets away with a lot. Yeah, pretty good bit. The hook and the hold and the elbow throwing. and Yeah. He gets away with a lot of physicality on the illegal screen. and But he also takes a lot. And I think Tristan Thompson just doesn't care. And he's another guy that was going at Rudy Gobert. Yeah. And I'm interested to see how Rudy and Andre Drummond get along. Yeah, I think that I think that A, I agree with that. But then B, I think that there are a lot of guys, a lot of bigs in the league who are coming off the bench who know their role and understand that they can get to Rudy. And I and I think this is something we talk about a lot where it's like, all right, you have these guys coming off the bench who their only purpose in life is just to piss off other players, you know? And I feel like that's what Tristan Thompson was doing. You yes. know, he was playing hard, he was playing physical, but he knows how to play the game within the game and, and how to get to the emotional side of players like Rudy and others. And I and I think that yeah. while Tristan Thompson is not somebody who's gonna make a huge difference in the game if you can if Tristan's goal is to get you know two fouls on Rudy then great I mean that's literally what they're bringing him in the game to do and I and I also think that as far as Vucevic is concerned I I can make a case that that Tristan Thompson has more um uses than Vucevic does it's I would, very much a matchup thing yeah like I would rather have a guy like this is the Pascal thing I'd rather have a guy who works really hard is in the right spot you know, plays really good defense, but maybe he has some shortcomings offensively, you know. But if you want the truth, the the Bulls are at their best when they can play small ball with Derrick Jones Jr. at the center. Yeah, when they're playing fast, which yeah, is not what they is, were last night and, at all. Well, I mean, and that's the Rudy Gobert factor. You can't play small ball unless you have a center that – unless you have a guy like Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. right? Like, the, you've got to force Rudy to move on defense. And against Vucevic – I mean, all he has to to come at Rudy with is that little push shot, right? I mean, anyway, my point in, to wrap this thing up on on the Jazz is that, I mean, this is the exact kind of win you needed. Yeah. And it the only thing that concerns you a little bit is the Mike Conley regression to the mean last night. Now he's shooting the three well, thankfully, but I really worry about his ability to finish in the paint consistently. Yeah. I mean, just missing 
like not Mike Conley-esque ability anymore. Like dude, he father just time can't is get to the rack. Dude. Father time is undefeated, and it yeah. comes quicker yeah. for some guys than it does for others. And I'm not saying that Conley's done or washed or anything like that, but I think we can all agree that 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 as he's aging, he's becoming more inconsistent, and that happens, dude. Like I don't think that that should be. Once again, I know I say this a lot, but I don't think it's harsh or hating on Mike to say that, hey, yeah, you know, you're a little bit older of a player, and you're a little bit inconsistent now. The nights when it's going in, man, is it going in. But damn, if there's too many nights where it's not going in, you know, and you're struggling a little bit. So as long as, listen, as long as he can find it in a postseason series, they're, they're going to be fine. Interesting. Okay, so we have a lot of new listeners to the show that aren't really new, but new commenters. So Brock, um, I don't know why you're commenting on yesterday's show, but um, Brock said, anybody that continues to think Alex Caruso can't play in this league doesn't watch basketball. Yeah. I'm a lifelong diehard Utah Jazz fan, and I give just about anything to swap uh, him for most of the guys on our bench outside of JC, Jordan Clarkson, yeah. outside of JC. Alex Caruso is a guy that every championship team needs. Yeah. And he goes, he starts ripping LeBron. But then I think the, the point that he makes that I think is, is really good um, is that his attitude is what the Jazz are missing. Mm -hmm. They're not necessarily missing a white guy who wears a headband. <laughs> They're missing his attitude. And I agree with that. That's the... I think that's the 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 one thing I hope the Jazz add is, and that's why I was so in favor of Marcus Smart for everything that we saw last night in, uh, with Marcus Smart. And if you didn't see it, the the Celtics were in San Francisco to take on the Warriors, and Marcus Smart dove for a loose ball, landed on Steph Curry's lower left leg, and Steph limped off the floor and didn't return. Cause I'll drop that mother. And and Steve Kerr got into Marcus Smart, like was screaming at him, and then they stood during a timeout face to face, like talking about it. And Steve Kerr's point is that you that was a dirty play. You tried to hurt him. I actually don't think he tried to hurt Steph Curry. I just don't think he cared if he hurt Steph Curry. Exactly. I think he dove for that loose ball without consideration of Steph Curry's lower legs, and if. If something happened, well, that's basketball. If nothing happened, that's basketball. Mm -hmm. If Steph's out for the year, that's basketball. And the problem is you miss the Jay Crowder, Marcus Smart, Alex Caruso mentality of I'm going to fly to the rim. I'm going to dive on the floor. You're going to catch an elbow or a shoulder, and that's just the way the game is played. Yep. You miss that edge on this team. And I, I think – we can all agree that if this team had a little more toughness, if this team had a little more grit, you're going to win some games that you wouldn't ordinarily win. Yeah. When you, there's not a guy on this jazz roster willing to commit a hard foul. There just isn't. And like the, the Grayson Allen, Alex Caruso play compared to the Marcus smart, Steph Curry play like Grayson Allen, Taking out Alex Caruso in the middle of, of in the air at the rim is as dirty as it comes. That's not a play where you can say, well, it's not a dirty play, but if he got hurt, he got hurt. Mm -hmm. That was a dirty play. Marcus Smart is it's different. Marcus Smart is a tough, hard-nosed player. I wouldn't do that. I think it's a dirty play. But I actually want Marcus Smart on my team. Yeah. I want Alex Caruso on my team. I want Jay Crowder on my team. 
because those guys go out. This is why I love and what I espouse about Draymond Green. Yeah. Draymond Green is going to do what's got to be done. Look, there's a there's a difference. The difference that we're trying to get to here between Smart and Grayson Allen is Smart's respected in the league. Like oh, he's very done much enough. So. He's very a respected so. player. And there's a line of physicality in the NBA. And 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 I have to say that I'm not ready to say that that was a dirty play, but damn, it was close. I think it was very close. I think that Marcus Smart understands how to walk right up to that line, but not cross the line. Walk right up to it, frustrate some people, piss some people off, but not break a guy's leg, right? Yeah. And I think that Grayson Allen has shown many times, both at Duke and at the professional level, that he just simply doesn't have any – he doesn't pay any peace of mind to 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 somebody's well-being, which is how Alex Caruso got dropped. So well, that's and the he, difference. You'll remember that he's tripped guys multiple times yeah. at Duke, twice in the NBA. Like, yeah. you don't want that guy in your team. But a guy like a, a Marcus Smart is – that's the difference. Anyway, my point is, yeah. if the Jazz had that gritty kind of competitor – it's a different ball club. Yeah, and, and they will in the future. And I, I, I think they will because that's been a hallmark of Danny Ainge teams. That's been a hallmark of – and really any team in this league that wins, like that's why you had Tucker on Milwaukee. That's why, you know, that kind of guy, the gritty guy that will do the dirty work, that's what you need. So when you, you look at what this Jazz team, team needs, that's what you need. That's one of the major things you need. You need somebody that can be a, a a three four combo guy, shoot and get to the basket. That's what you need on this team. But here nor there. Anyway, to wrap the Alex Caruso thing uh, again. Honestly, just straight to the point. He's not a star player, but he's a player that every team wants. Yeah, he's a, a player that championship teams want. Yeah. So and that's why the 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 Celtics, the Bulls, the Lakers, all those teams are trying to get him. So I just, in all seriousness, um, but Jeremy Bolton, now you're just being a jerk and I don't understand why you have to say hurtful things. Um, you know, I just, you know, he says, hi, glad the Cubs re-signed Chris Bryant. Oh crap. What the wait. fuck are you talking about? Come on, guy. See, like, why do you say why, hurtful why, things why, like that? Dude? Like what, what why? is the, what is the need to, to act out like that? Donnie, please. Yeah, don't. Um, Ishmael says, thanks, bro. You guys are the best show keeping it real and no sugarcoating anything. I live in Denmark. So usually I have to watch the replays. Well, we appreciate you being yeah, here. Thanks for catching a live one, man. Appreciate it. John Jackson. What's up, JJ? Good to see you. Yesterday, Quinn played more players in other games and I was excited. Uh, but then he only played them for a few minutes at most. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think Seriously. there's, um, we're making progress is what I would say. I mean, I, I think <laughs> you're not wrong that Slow, he plays these guys for steady. like two seconds at a time and then takes them out. But at least now they're seeing two seconds of minutes and then getting taken out. Yeah, totally. Um, Eric C says, wish Grayson would have finished the job on Caruso. Wow. Take I mean, leave the cannoli. I don't know what else he could have done, dude. I mean, he, he went after him. Yeah, that was nasty. The wrist injuries hurt so much. Yeah. Oh, my God. If you've ever broken your wrist, it's just the end of the world. It's that, you know, like for us, it's shoulder day. Yeah. Like, you know, that aching, burning sensation you get when you mm -hmm. work your shoulders. That's how your wrist feels all the time when it's broken. Yeah. It's freaking gnarly. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, glad you guys are coming around on headband. Yeah, his role is 18th man off the bench. If he's your 18th guy off the bench, you're in great. You're going to win every championship for the next decade. Uh, and Garcy says, morning, dickheads. Well, and Garcy, good to see you too, man. Fucking A. <laughs> good to see you too. 
James Knight says, one. hey, guys, what's up? Did I miss the gathering of the Alex Caruso fan club? Hey, guys. <laughs> See, and that's what I love about this show. Oh, man, dude. I love this show because we actually, you guys, like, we joke Good about morning, things like. Dickheads. Yeah, <laughs> we joke about <laughs> things like Alex Caruso. Um, and Garcy says, what's the odds that Jazz fall out of the fourth spot? Maybe as low as six. It's going to be tough. Is it still? It's a half game still, right? Yeah, it's no. They're tied, aren't they? Are tied. They tied now? I, and I, I don't want to speak either way. Time. I mean, either way, like I, I think <clears throat> they're tied you know, because Dallas won in in Brooklyn last night. I think the tough thing is the th the thing that I worry yeah they're tied about, at twelve and a half. Yeah. So the thing that I worry about is that the the Dallas Mavericks are leaving the East Coast trip and the Jazz are entering it. Yeah. And I think yes. that when we talk about the Jazz answering what the Mavericks have done. You know, I have to say, I don't have the confidence in the Jazz winning a game in Brooklyn the same way that I do in Dallas. Like, I think that Dallas has a lot of different ways that they can beat you. And again, I can't believe I'm saying this, but as much as I hate the guy as a, as a basketball player, Luka is a baller, man. I mean, the, the, some yes, of the shots is. that he made last night are, are, are ridiculous. I mean, I know there's a million and one guys in the league now that use the Kobe fade and, like, play that style of game. But he hits that shot at a, at a super high rate, and he can get it whenever he wants to. Well, and they, I mean, we probably undersell the Dallas Mavericks in this league. I mean, there's a lot of people who overlook them, and I think we're probably guilty I mean, of that on this show, too. I don't think that they're championship quality, to be clear. But, bro, but they've, they've, beaten the, what, they've beaten the Warriors twice, the Kings, the, the, the Jazz, obviously – the Celtics and the Nets back-to-back, -back, and now they're going to uh, Philly tomorrow. But what's like, the X factor? The X factor well, and what the sides, if they win or lose, is what Luka does. Well, but now he they've added a guy like Spencer Dinwiddie to that mix, mm -hmm. who very much— In addition to Finney Smith and in addition to other guys. I mean, I, that's I, the thing. I, it's really difficult, and I hope people understand that. Spencer Dinwiddie may be the guy the Jazz missed on. Because he has become a really good number two to Luka Doncic. I mean, that like, was a cold-blooded game winner. I mean, oh. I'm talking about hand-in-your-face, like, pure-as-it-gets type shot. And, and I think – and the thing is, is like, so who would be the Jazz? Who's the player that the Jazz would would look to to make that shot? Well, it's probably Bogey. I mean, honestly, in that situation, yeah. it's probably Bogdanovich. And who, I'm not sure – Who didn't play last night, by yeah, the way. Yeah, well, he'll play on this trip for sure. They're resting him, no doubt. But but my point is is that I'm not so sure that Bogdanovich can make that shot in that fashion. Has he made it before? Yes. Could he make it now? I'm not sure. I'm not saying that the odds are he'll miss it, but I all I'm saying is I don't have the – like, I have the confidence. When they got it to Dinwiddie, I was like, look out. Look out, because this is a guy who can make that shot pretty consistently, and then he makes it. Well, know? and the bigger question is, will Don pass the ball in that situation? Yeah, I, another I think great question. One of the things that we've really seen integrated into their offense is the drive to the middle of the paint and kick to the corner, mm -hmm. which is something the Jazz have been lacking. And I think now that Donovan Mitchell has, has routinely been able to do that, I think he's more willing to pass. It's just a question of who – I agree with you. Who's that knockdown guy? And I, I, the guy that worries me is Royce O'Neal because it should be Royce O'Neal. But he, you, you see him last night late in the fourth quarter, you know, just let it go, easy peasy, because you're up 15, right? But when you're in the second quarter, when you're tied, he's refusing to shoot. Um, and I just, that's, I think that's a really good point. Who would that guy be for the Jazz? But Dinwiddie's done it two games in a row. And over the last couple of weeks since, since the deadline, he's hit a couple of game winners for them. Yeah. And 
they're going to – I mean, you better – got to hold on to the fourth spot. And the thing spot. that's a little scary about Dallas, too, before we leave this, is is they feel like a team that's that's that team that you describe as getting hot at the right time. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what kind of scares me a little bit. Well, and it took time because they made major deals. Yeah. And the Jazz did not make a major deal. So what we're seeing is that the Mavericks are coming up to a new level. And the question is – where are the Jazz? Are they going to stay on that trajectory they're on now, or do they find a different gear? I don't know. But yeah, let's hope that Bogey's just resting and because he's got a calf strain, by the way. They're resting him. He'll, and he'll it seems like that's what yeah. the 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 regular is. Um, I, I just hope that that's well, the case. because everybody's they, had rest. I mean, think about it. The reason I'm so confident that they're just resting him, I mean, he may have a sore calf or whatever, but the reason I'm saying that they're just resting him is because every other guy has gotten rest. Obviously, Conley gets a lot of rest, but – but look at look at Don missed some time. Rudy's missed some time. Like these guys have missed time, and I think the Jazz. Well, I don't think I know. They've said it themselves that they're putting an emphasis on resting these guys. So, so that's why I say, like again, you're you're literally taking it. And I know this is the cliche, corny thing in sports, but you're literally taking it one game at a time with this team as far as health is concerned. You're saying, okay, yeah. we're playing the Bulls yeah. at home. This is a game where I feel like we can rest bogey and be fine. And you won the game by handily. Yeah, and I, I just play more guys. Yeah. Give me more Eric Paschal. Yeah. Give me more Alexander Walker. Like, like, like the Paschal thing really frustrates me because yeah. I just don't – I don't know why. I Listen, again, we can sit here and go round and round about Quinn Snyder, but it's not going to change. It, he, just, he is who he is. It's going to need to change next year. Well, I think – it's going to need to change. Bro, I think June, July is going to be a very painful couple of months for Jazz fans. Yeah. I, I honestly do. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> James Knight says, did that mother effing treadmill arrive for, for F's? Yeah, it's here, and it's amazing. I'll talk about that in a minute. Scott Howard, where are all of the Donovan Mitchell fans this morning? Anyone that thinks Rudy is a Jazz best player is clueless, and I like Rudy. I'll be the only one to carry the Don torch, and I'm fine doing it. I'm telling you, that guy's a generational star. He is. He's incredible. Greg says, Eric Devera. What did Eric Devera say? Um, Eric Devera said, Caruso is the grindy player. We have a local team here in the Philippines, uh, Guinea Bra, um, with the grindy never say die attitude and the players that join the team follow suit. Um, they are crowd favorites. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. They're all cult heroes, right? Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, I'm actually a huge Cubs fan. I'm pissed they let uh, Rizzo and Bryant go. Seriously. In a minute. Lester Liguizama. How are you, Lester? Uh, I really am confused. Is Pascal in a dog pound? Why is he not playing? He may well be. I don't know. I don't don't know, know. man. It is is baffling to me that that Quinn does not use him as – I like to describe Pascal as a brute. He's a guy that comes off the bench. He can shoot the three a little bit, not reliably enough where you want him shooting like five or six times but one one to three attempts a game. But what you want him doing is bullying the other team a little bit. Get physical with the other team. Change the narrative a little bit, you know? And and that's all I'd be using Pascal for. Like, get him the ball at the elbow and let him just go and get fouled. He is excellent yeah, at getting fouled. Let him bang a little bit. Yeah. Let him bang like, a little bit. That's all I'm looking for. Yeah. Uh, John Jackson says, I don't think you can call it – whoa. Uh, I don't think you can call it progress. Progress is showing that you can handle more than two minutes. Um. They are given two minutes to take as many points, rebounds, and blocks. They're warmed up after two minutes. Maybe you can't call it progress. I just I think last night Nikhil Alexander Walker earned more minutes 
he has shown you this team needs more guys in the corner. Yeah. And I just feel like if you can put Daniel House, who again missed the game last night, he's injured. Mm-hmm. Him in the corner in a late game situation, I'm okay with him shooting a three. Nikhil Alexander Walker, I want to see him shoot more threes. And he's shown you the ability to do that. This team, again, this team shot 48% from three last night and 50 from the floor. That's what it requires for them to win games. That's what it requires. On, um, a, on a side note, yeah. update on the Griner situation. Uh-oh. Russian court extends her, her arrest to May 19th. So she's going to be chilling over there for a while. May 19th. It's Yeah. That's two it's more months. It's halfway through March right now. Oh. Uh, these idiots criticizing Donovan are always quiet as uh, when Conley has one good game in every eight or when Bogey is a 20-point-a-game guy only 15 games a year when Royce gives up an open shot, et cetera. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand the Donovan Mitchell hate. I really yeah. don't. And I, I do think a lot of it is – I think a lot of it is his personality. I, I do. I think Donovan is – Donovan very much is a strong black man, and I think that frustrates a lot of people in Salt Lake City. Honest to God. Yeah. I don't like to play the race card, but I can't think of any other reason you just don't adore this kid. Because he – I mean, the guy is absolutely a killer. He's got the exact attitude and mentality you want. Yep. I don't love the technical foul, and sometimes his tantrums drive me crazy. But Donovan Mitchell's the guy that you're going to build this team around. And when you win a championship, it'll be because of Donovan Mitchell. And I, I don't know how people don't see that. You know, I just, I don't. Uh, I think Quinn is taking the Spurs job if they really want him there. Well, that may be true. That may be true. I, I, I but at this point, it, it, whether he stays or goes, I think you're fine with it. Quinn's an excellent head coach. Yeah. He's an excellent head coach. Liguizama says Rudy Gay is the most upsetting acquisition. Yeah. What if Rudy Gay was Spencer Dinwiddie? You'd well, be, you you would be you wouldn't be in the four spot you'd be in the three spot. Furthermore, what if Nikhil Alexander Walker was Spencer Dinwiddie? Yeah, I, it's just you know like Royce O'Neal wouldn't be on the floor. Yeah, is Mitchell is be. awesome, but he will show his true potential once the Jazz get a real running mate for him. Rudy Sanchez. Yeah, that's exactly right. Exactly <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I I do they stay in the third the four spot? Yeah, I, they'll keep it. I think it's going to be really tight. By the way, it's not a sure thing. I was talking to an NBA guy yesterday um, instead of pulling my fingernails off at work. Uh, I was talking to an NBA guy yesterday who said he doesn't – He he's heard that Jamal Murray is not 100% and he and the Nuggets agree he should not play in a game until he is 100% recovered. Well, they assigned him to the G League. Yeah, I, I, I they're hoping – I guess the situation with Jamal Murray is – he doesn't feel weakness. He just hasn't built that 100% confidence yet. Right. And I, thing. I think they're hoping that him playing games on, at any level, because you can practice and it just doesn't matter until you get into a game. Make that first cut. I, I'm curious. Because um, his knee is sound. Like, they examine that knee weekly, and it is sound. I just wonder, even if he comes back, I think he's only going to be 60 70% of the guy he was. Wow. I'll take it. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely you take it. Absolutely you take it. I just, yeah. Anyway, uh, real quick, uh, make sure you hit subscribe. Give us a thumbs up. We are giving away a, a PlayStation 5. 
on this show when we get to uh, 5,000 subscribers. 5,000 subs. And I got to tell you, you guys have been remarkable. Um, we're at 3,570 subscribers Almost on the 3, show. Almost 3,600. Um, in the last week, we've picked up 178 subscribers. Let's go. Like, it's crazy the number of people coming to the show. Yeah, casual. Um, and we just appreciate everybody who listens on the audio podcast. Um, anywhere you get a podcast, search The Monty Show. M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. Um, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart, Odyssey, you name it. Yeah. Uh, iTunes, absolutely. The Apple Podcast Store is powering this show. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we are giving away this PS5 5000. All you have to do is subscribe and give us a thumbs up. If you're here, it really helps the channel grow. Uh, Major League Baseball Free Agency. Today is opening day. First games will be played. It is St. Patrick's Day, so of course we get Cubs and Sox. And yesterday was a really tough day. It was a really tough day. Wait, today's opening day of the season? No, today's opening day of spring training. Oh, I was like, okay. Yeah, opening day of spring okay. training. Clarify. Our first games will Clarify. be played. Yeah. yeah. Um, yesterday was a, a tough day. You have a guy in Anthony Rizzo that ends up signing a two-year, $16 million per deal with the Yankees. Come on, man. Uh, it's a bargain for that guy. You have a guy in Kyle Schwarber who winds up in Philly um, playing with Bryce Harper on a really good team. As a DH. As a DH, because, by the way, there's universal DH this year. And then yesterday you get the news that Chris Bryant signs a massive deal with the Colorado Rockies. And you just start to realize that the guys that – that you let go because you couldn't afford them all signed on bargain deals. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what Javier Baez was thinking. Didn't he go to Toronto? I don't know what Javier Baez was thinking. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Or Detroit. 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 But it's really frustrating to me as a Cub fan to watch guys like Freddie Freeman sign in LA for $27 million a year. And, and if you're a Braves fan, just cut your legs off because I have no clue what that team's doing. So let me get this right. You traded for Matt Olson from the A's, who's a good player. This is not a Matt Olson indictment. You traded for Matt Olson. You gave up two of your top prospects and two others. You signed him for eight years, $182 million, which is $21 million a year. You let Freddie Freeman, the MVP, your World Series hero, who won you a championship, walk away for $16 million? Like To who? To the L.A. Dodgers. Who you're going to see in the postseason. He got, he got six years, $162 million. I think it was $27 million a year. You're paying Olsen $21 million a year, plus you gave up major prospects. What were you thinking? So you did all of that to save $6 million a year? And by the way, here's the other thing. Anybody take a minute to look at the Dodger lineup? Jesus. Donnie, please. <laughs> I mean, if you look at guys like Freddie Freeman, mm-hmm. um, Mookie Betts, mm-hmm. Justin and Trey Turner, mm-hmm. um, I'm Cody Bellinger now is relegated to left field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or right field and Pollock's going to play left field. Like, are you serious with this team? And never mind that Walker Bueller's now a, another year older in experience with a World Series ring. Mm-hmm. That uh, please. As a Cub fan, I'm heartbroken. 
You should be. I, I, as a Padre fan, I'm heartbroken. Like, to, to watch the Dodgers build this team again, to watch them build this team, and to watch Fernando Tatis go for rides on his motorcycle and be out three months, and to watch Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo and Kyle Schwarber all go to contenders, and I don't know what the Rockies will be. They'll probably never win a thing. But watching Anthony Rizzo be a Yankee and watching Schwarber be whatever they need him to be in Philly, that yeah. team's going to rake. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Like, I, it's just so frustrating. It's, it, 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 is, it is contenders saving money. And by the way, do you now understand what it's like to be a tortured Chicago sports fan? Donnie, you're out of your element. I, seriously, like, you're complaining about Donovan Mitchell? What do I have to hang on to as a Bulls fan? As a, as a like, look at the Bears. Look at the, the freaking Cubs. Look at the Blackhawks are in shambles. Yeah. Look at Notre Dame in shambles. Like, well, what do I have to hang on to? Right you've now, got, nothing. You've got BYU and Utah playing in the Rose Bowl and the Jazz with a generational superstar and Donovan Mitchell who's not good enough for you. Like, there is no question. Shoot me now. Yeah, it's frustrating. I mean, I, I think that – you know, I know that baseball is not everyone's cup of tea, but I'm a I'm a huge baseball fan, and and to watch these guys change teams and you know and and go to different places, you know, it is frustrating. You know, Rizzo is a Rizzo is a guy who is going to be a Hall of Famer. There's no doubt about it. And and you know, the thing that nobody talks about with guys like Rizzo and Freddie Freeman is they make their team better defensively, which is ultimately in baseball what's going to save you because. All those, all those plays that that Freeman and and guys like Rizzo are gonna make at first base for you are gonna save your pitchers' innings and are gonna ultimately get your hitters at the plate more and are ultimately gonna lead to more home so runs. So many and, people don't like, realize that every pitch you throw costs you an opportunity to win in the postseason. Mm -hmm. For guys like, think about Max Scherzer, think about yeah. Clayton Kershaw, think about all these guys that carry heavy loads for their teams. And when Anthony Rizzo scoops a ball out of the dirt at first base, it allows Aroldis Chapman to throw one less pitch. Mm -hmm. And if you think about, you know, the teams that have won World Series, I mean, you look at Kenley Jansen and you look at the 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 home run that a guy like a Cody Bellinger who couldn't hit water from a boat and then steps up and has a huge postseason or like all these little moments by these players that you saved, to your point, $6 million a year on. Freddie Freeman's an MVP caliber bat and glove. Yeah. I mean, and that's the Dodgers. And a winner. The Dodgers just upgraded Mac, Max Muncy at first base. Yeah. Do you understand? They upgraded Max Muncy at first base. I, it's so frustrating. Yep. Anyway, there you have it. A couple of comments because then we have to talk about Amazon not being able to deliver products anymore, uh, or at least for now. Uh, Eric C says, as a lifelong Padres fan, I've seen this before. Dodgers buying rings and Padres getting unlucky. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Here Eric, I'm go. a Padre fan. That's go. my second team. Here we go. The Padres didn't get unlucky. The Padres made a, a horrible decision with Fernando Tatis Jr. And I said that a year ago. I tweeted that video uh, of the, the uh, excuse me, the YouTube video where I said it a year ago. Paying Fernando Tatis Jr. $330 million when you had three years of club control left was stupid. Doesn't make you feel responsible. You did not get unlucky. You made a terrible baseball decision. And when I look at the pipeline of young talent that's come through that pitching staff, and you're not unlucky, you've wasted it. Yeah. And when you have Manny Machado calling out Fernando Tatis, 
for effort and energy, and then Jace Tingler benches him, it's not unlucky. You rode the wrong horse. And the, it's not unlucky when your $300 million ball player gets on a, a, a flipping motorbike and not once but twice has an accident and breaks his wrist. That's not luck. That's stupidity. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And then wants to blame the lockout for that. It's unbelievable. Yeah. You had, the Padres had done so much right up until that moment in time. If you look at the momentum um, the Friars had leading up to the decision to pay Fernando Tatis, everything was going well. It's perfect. Falling right into place. All your pitchers were coming. Like, all your bats were coming. You had, I mean, the Hosmer deal is what it is, but he allowed you to go and get other veterans. And he had leadership. And then you got Manny Machado and Manny hit, and he's played pretty well for you. Everything was lining up. And then you paid him $330 million, Couldn't and he promptly yourself. went out and was a disaster in the field. Um, got got hurt, hits 42 bombs. Hurts a shoulder, well, we're not going to have surgery. Bad decision. Well, he's fine. Subluxion, like dislocation again. And then he goes into the offseason, falls off his motorbike, and he's like, well, no, I didn't tell anybody. It was a lockout. I couldn't see their doctors. Like, come on. Come on. Come on. This Am is, It's amateur come hour, on, come on. dude. Come on. This is not this is not a mistake. Now, I will say, I will say on a positive note, I do think the Universal DH is going to be fun. I do think that guys like Kyle Schwarber uh have a lot more value now than they used to. And I, and that's good to see. Yeah. Tanner says a tortured Chicago sports fan, the Bulls have six titles, the Bears have won a Super Bowl, the Cubs have a World Series, and Notre Dame is Notre Dame. Monty, what are you talking about? The Bulls had one run yeah. in their entire franchise history. And it took the greatest player and the greatest coach ever to do it. They have not been relevant since. Yeah. The Cubs have won one World Series. And I understand. I was thrilled. I was like speechless and emotionless when it happened. But let's get this right. The Cubs should have won two or three. Yeah. And they didn't. Yeah, they wasted it. They didn't. Right? And I look at I look at the 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 Bears are a disaster. They have been. Dude, that was nineteen eighty six, man. Like the that bears was before I was born. What dog. are you talking about? Like the, the it's a disaster, dude. It it is. Don't it talk is. to me about Rex Grossman. Yeah, dude. It like, might have been stupid, but it feels good knowing Tatis will be a Padre for life. He's young. Not all twenty-two year olds were like Jake. But yeah. Listen, it's listen, not. He's gonna be. He's gonna oh be a God. Padre for life on the injured list. That's what we're. That's the direction we're heading right now. I and mean, he's not gonna be a Padre for life. He's not. A B. 22 years old in Major League Baseball is 35 in real life. These guys are much, much older. I've been around baseball my entire career, and I can only tell you that you stand next to a guy that's 22 years old, and he's it's like you're talking to a 35-year-old because they're just different human beings. The problem with Fernando Tatis Jr. is that he has no respect for, for the club or the money. Yeah, he likes himself a lot. Because he grew up privileged. His dad was a ball player. He grew up privileged. He has no, he has zero shits to give, man. Wow, this is. Wow, my wife just walked in here in complete green. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, at least she's wearing a Blackhawks jersey. Are you going to come on set here? Look at that. Like a, the green St. Patrick's Day Blackhawk jersey. She's got on green leggings. Jonathan Taves, what's up, Taser? Uh, she's got on the uh, Celtic Air Jordan 1. She hasn't even noticed the shoes that I'm wearing. 
which mm -hmm. are my St. Patrick's Day Air Max 90s. Mm -hmm. The only green that Jake has, again, is the crust under his ball The sack. only green that I have is all black. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, casual. My man. Exactly right. Wow, my wife is Okay, can green. we get to – I want to get to the treadmill. Yes, it's St. Patrick's Day. I want to get to the treadmill. All right, so let's get to the treadmill here on the Monty Show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Please get me to 1,000 followers on Instagram. Please. Do it. I like money. Uh, the Monty I Show. I like M money. M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. Um, so, uh, and Garcy says, finally on camera, high five. Um, listen, the guys finally showed up yesterday, and it was actually a really good experience. Two massive Samoans. Samoans. Showed up in a in a huge box truck. Right. Uh, dropped off the treadmill and didn't set it up and left. Right. No, I'm kidding. They carried this thing downstairs into my basement, assembled it in 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah. Did a great job. Um, we had great conversation. Mm -hmm. They smelled like sweat. I gave them a $20 bill for their effort, mm -hmm. and they left. Mm -hmm. And then I got on the treadmill, and it was amazing. Fucking A. Yeah, like, it was amazing. <laughs> And it, it, it again goes, and if you if you didn't hear the story earlier this week, I tried to buy a Bowflex because I'm a, I'm a Nautilus Bowflex customer. I have a Bowflex home gym that I occasionally use to hang laundry. Um, and, um, <laughs> you know, uh, but I, I like Bowflex. And they sent a professional dude to set it up when we bought it. Right. I call him this time, order a treadmill. The day it was supposed to be delivered a week ago this past Tuesday – they no called, no showed. Right. And then texted me at, at night and said, it'll be here a week from now. So I canceled my order. And I immediately went on Peloton, ordered a treadmill. They called me the next day. They even applied a discount. I forgot to apply a discount code. Saved me $341. Applied the discount code. It showed up yesterday, right when they said it would. They set it up and it works. Who knew that that was actually possible? That's fucking interesting, man. Yeah, who knew it was actually possible that you could actually get good service these wow. days? Wow. But we should talk about fitness real quick as well because there's a new uh, study out that says people who live the longest have really strong hands. Do you even lift? I know that sounds crazy. This is not a masturbation or self-pleasure joke. What um, are you bitch? They say that the reason people with strong hands live longer is because the number one killer of people 65 years and older is in-home falls. And if your hands are stronger, you generally fall far less. And the injuries, when you have strong hands, it allows you to catch yourself or catch yourself on the floor, hold yourself on a counter. Um, and the injuries for people with stronger hands are non-life-threatening. But imagine Mabel in her kitchen who trips and falls on her floor mat and as you can see, I'm going through some shit right now. And breaks her hip. Look at the legendary wrestler Scott Hall who passed away this week. What did he die of? Well, he died of complications from anesthesia because he broke his hip and he was going in to have hip replacement. Mm. So anytime you have a major surgery, your life is on the line. The other thing they find is that people with stronger hands have healthier hearts. And so if you have strong hands... Generally, you, you are more active because you can't get strong hands sitting at home scooping Cheetos into your pie hole. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a really good indicator. My favorite food is chicken tendies and fries. Yeah, me too, bro. Me too, fatty. Uh, but the point is, um, you I think this is a really good indicator and a really good wake-up sign. Yeah. Um, because you found out yesterday that somebody you've never met and don't remember passed away in your life. Yeah. In bed in her sleep. 
and that's just not how you want your life to end when you're in your 40s because i'll drop that mother and it's sad like we hear about this all the time yeah. a good friend of ours at work his dad just died suddenly at 67 years old mm -hmm. and it's one of those things where you realize that you have to take care of your health yeah and you have to take care of your heart i target my heart in just about everything i do hell man i bought a treadmill mm -hmm. um but i take all kinds of supplements i take plant sterols i take coq10s magnesiums all for my heart like I got to tell you, this vegetarian thing is working out really well. Mm -hmm. I'm really surprised by it. Last night, I worked until um, probably uh, 8.45-ish. Um, and right before that, my wife made me this incredible salad. We were sitting around again because we have to go grocery shopping at some point, which I'm not prom promising you well, we yeah. will. Why would you go grocery shopping when you, you can eat at Chipotle every day? Well, I do every day for lunch. Um, what better execution there's no better execution than having somebody roll you a shitty burrito yeah uh but anyway my <laughs> point is um my wife is like well i'm hungry what are we gonna do and we were we were at the point where we we're like are we gonna have a bar or are we gonna eat nothing go hawks and i was like well you know i got some sausage if you want it uh anyway <laughs> you know uh but we settled on it i said to my wife well i would love a salad but we don't have salad fixings let's go to the store mm-hmm and she's like, well, we don't need to go to the store. We have a cucumber and we have tomatoes. And so my wife goes into the kitchen and just ginsu's up this awesome salad. And then we had a fight, a huge <sighs> fight. Because my wife said something that only a sadist and somebody that is horrible and terrible on earth would ever say. Uh -huh. It's hard. Like I'm emotional right now. Right. I said to her, hey, can you, uh, hey, babe, can you add some pickles to that salad? What the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, you know, like, because I bought this beautiful jar of. Uh, yeah, you like a nice solid pickle, huh? <laughs> better than a thumb. Uh, but I bought this nice <laughs> jar of dill pickles, like the butter pickles. They're bread and butter. They're not dill. I mean, they're it's amazing. Donnie, please. Watch yourself. <laughs> um, don't you talk bad about my pickle. Uh, and I said, Hey, will you, will you put a, put some pickles on the salad? And that's disgusting. Donnie, you're out disgusting. Your <laughs> From I a good Irish mother, that's disgusting. And I said to myself, Oh, my I said God, to myself, dude. you do know some divorce attorneys. That's fucking interesting. No, man. Said, and it, I said, what's the difference myself, between pickles and cucumbers? And, and I, I was I, like, I, yours is pickled. And I said to myself, you know, if I had married a six foot blonde, Daddy, um, you know, and, and it's not too late for me. There is hope. There are, all, yeah. I mean, Russians are leaving Russia like crazy. I could find a Russian bride. Like it yeah. wouldn't be that hard. Yeah. But then I'd have to bury the body. Anyway, the point is, over text message. I, the point is, you you knocked my pickle savaging, and I don't understand it. Fat. Those no, I'm not. Pickles are good for you. Pickles they've got like good uh, they've tasting, got, but why would you put that on a salad? It totally uh, messes up the flavor of no, your dressing. No, Keep it real. No, no, no. Don't dude. say such hurtful things. No pickles. Hell no. Yeah, bread and butter pickles or whatever the hell they're called. Yeah, it's got like the little mustard seed in it and a pepper and big it, fan of seed, huh? It tastes good and you just want to take the whole thing like right, it's amazing. Right. Just take a dice of AC, okay? Anyway, just relax. The point is, my soon-to-be ex-wife made me this amazing salad, right? Um, and we just like she's really helped me eat less 
and eat more of the right things. Eat. So, so in combination with the vegetarian life, what's the plan for the treadmill? Well, I mean, the plan for the treadmill is to like get on it and walk. Mm -hmm. Like it's a treadmill, man. What do you mean? But like how often? Is there like a five whole days a week. Yeah, but I, I'll do it after. It's a really good. I really enjoyed it. So we were sitting down here yesterday, um, and again, I decided to make the right decision and not feed the dog on time. Um, and so, yeah, so, you know, my little guy, Django, we're sitting at the desk working. You know, somebody's got to have a job in this house. Um, and so I'm sitting, yeah, I'm sitting there, and homie's like all over it about to eat. And I said, no, you know, blow me. And so instead of blowing me, he threw up all over the carpet like five times. <laughs> So it, like this yellow bile that's chunky oh. and stuff everywhere. Oh. Um, and so I get on the oh. treadmill and my wife pulls out this handy dandy carpet cleaner machine she has. Makes now, me want to puke. You know, so she cleaned the carpet. Um, but the plan is after work to get on the treadmill because it actually oh. helped me relax. I actually felt really de-stressed because yesterday was a difficult day. It was not a fun day. Mm -hmm. um, the last couple of days have just been grind. Mm -hmm. You know, like, so it, it's, I'm going to use it after work and it'll distress. And then there's Amazon. Yeah. Because time is not endless in this life. Right. Um, Amazon is awesome. I use Amazon every day, every day. And then like the pandemic happened and I used Amazon multiple times every day. And now that the pandemic's come to an end, oh, forgot, somebody forgot to mention it hasn't ended, especially in China where they have a new Omicron variant that has locked down much of China, including the factories and production workers who make most of the products we buy on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And so Amazon and others are now saying that there will be uh, pipeline delays and that they may not be able to deliver your favorite products on time. And it's like, dude, the things I need on Amazon, which, by the way, are in the description of this podcast and YouTube channel. Like energy bars or energy drinks, protein bars, um, things to clean my wife's new fish tank. <laughs> like I'm trying to think of things I buy on there all the time. Yeah. Uh, like deodorant. Um, there's a dog vitamins, dog vitamins or new, or new supplements for a dog, dog, vi dog food. When's a dog, dog out of the food? vet? Oh, fuck. This is a code 10 abort. Yeah, so, yeah, the dog's going to the vet for almost Again. $900 a week from Tuesday. Again. Um. <laughs> like, it's just not cheap. And I got a call with the banker on the on the uh, restaurant thing this morning. Mm. Hey, hey. So I have to do that. Um, it's just crazy. But anyway, and the other thing that's coming is Netflix is going to start enforcing passwords. Okay. So that's how it's going to be. <laughs> Uh, finally, it's only been how long now? So Netflix has been piloting a program that when you when you sign up for Netflix, they store your IP address. Mm -hmm. And so they'll link that IP address to no more than four passwords, apparently, in this pilot. And so over the last year, they've piloted this program where if it's if that password is used to log in outside of that IP address, so in a different location, they're going to put a thing up on the screen that says you must have your own account. Well, apparently people were just Xing out of that and continuing to steal Ama or to steal Netflix. Doesn't make you feel responsible. Well, now they're talking about not allowing you to just X out of that and and linking your your uh, Netflix account to your IP address, so that you will not be able yeah to use that account 
outside of your known devices. And I'm just like, it's about time that Amazon and Hulu and Amazon Prime and Netflix all figured this out. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I mean, you're losing a ton of money. Like, H- I know 20 people that have my HBO Max password. Like, I mean. I don't have your HBO Max password. What? Because you don't like pickles. And that's just, you. that doesn't get you an HBO Max password. Pack your shit. Let's go. Like, who doesn't like pickles? Anyway, the point is. Um, well, she's wearing all green. <laughs> well, she's wearing all green. You look like a giant pickle right now. It's actually erotic. Anyway, the Whoa. point is. That's it, Skippy. Wow. Just kidding. Um, the point is, yeah, like, it's about time they crack down on this. And I'm not saying that I want you to spend money you don't have to spend. But what are the people saying? I, I think it'll be interesting, though, because how many times have we been vacationing somewhere that we can sign in with our Netflix password and then, you know, you delete that when you're done? But how are they going to manage that? Like you will get only so many sign-ins mm. on because uh, what you'll be able to do, as I understand it from tech, the TechCrunch blog, is you'll be able to log in on three devices and you'll be able to call them known devices. So let's surmise a TV, an iPad, and an iPhone. Mm-hmm. And if you log in outside of those three devices, you're only going to get so many sign-ins outside of that. And they're talking about making those sign-ins on a monthly basis. So, hey, you'll get two sign-ins outside of your known devices per month. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the way you should do it. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Netflix is getting worse and worse. Greg Hawkins says it's it has every show and movie except the ones I want to watch. Pretty much. (laughs) I just watched Tinder Swindler last night. What did you think of it? It's insane to me. That people so badly, like the the fake persona people, the the fraudsters, the first thing they do is reel you in to make you like them. Catfish. And then they start taking your money. And they sink the hook. They, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. And this guy, Ugh. this guy has had barely any punishment. He's taken millions well, of dollars Well, then he got swindled. People. Uh, well, he did by the Someone last on Instagram, girlfriend, I think, or something. No, the, his last girlfriend um, was desperate. She had taken out, I can't remember how much, $50,000 in loans or something to help him. And then she was like, I know exactly what he wears. He wears designer label clothes, Gucci, Versace, whatever. And so she was like, let me help you. I'll sell your clothes. She went to where he was, took three big suitcases of clothes and started selling them online and never gave him the money. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't understand but how people get catfished. She's I never don't gonna get, get all that money back. I, I want I want I want people to understand people in, by nature are shitty. And if you don't assume that, you're going to get catfished. Yeah. We watch one of the shows and I put in the comments, what are the shows you watch? Like we watch catfish pretty much every week mm-hmm. and it's always, well, I'm heartbroken because I've been, you know, digitally blowing this dude for 10 years, but we don't FaceTime because his camera's been broken for 10 years. They texted. Did you, did you send him money? Well, yeah, but his mom's cousin's friend died in a car accident and his leg fell off because he got gangrene because his dog threw up on the roses. Are you out of your goddamn mind? And he had to have surgery. So I sent him $10 million. You know, like there was two weeks ago, there was one where this girl sends this dude Air Jordan Cool Grays that she bought on Goat 
for like a thousand dollars and then she saw him in pictures with other women wearing those cool grays and he said he didn't have a camera and he couldn't post and dude Dude. you're an idiot like listen if you're sending people you don't know or haven't (laughs) met or people you're dating are asking you for money that's a you problem get your own money yeah that's a you problem get your own money you know tanner Plummer says i only watch one show religiously cobra kai i hear a lot of people love it love it uh cam ha- cam harrison says youtube tv and direct tv stream already does this you only are allowed six times to log in outside of your area or ip address yes uh james knight says good luck netflix then the subs will plummet further i actually think netflix is doing just fine like their movie stuff they're 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 not gonna lose any money because no. they've already been losing it. So all it's yeah. going to do is hopefully force some of those people to get your own damn get your own get your own money, get your own well, damn it's like, Netflix it's like 500 account, bucks you a adult. month, right? It's like 500 bucks a do month, you, right? It's like 14.99. Yeah. Like $14. Do you guys watch Shameless? No. no. I don't, but everybody says I should watch that. Isn't that the high school show with like teenagers and No, that's and Euphoria. Oh, that's Euphoria. And we no, haven't Shameless watched that either. Shameless has a different vibe. I yeah, I haven't seen yeah, Shameless. Euphoria is enough. Everybody I work with watches U- Euphoria religiously. Well, you work I, with kids. So listen, yeah. I do work yeah. with kids. Uh, but listen, listen, man. No, Euphoria is like a porn show, essentially. Oh, okay. Like that thing is Donnie, an adult you're show. you're out of your element. Like, you are. You know, high school kids doing heroin or something. Yeah, it's Fucking terrible. A. Uh, it's true. But uh, those drops are amazing. Um, the truth is that the shows I watch are not many we we gr- we were sitting here talking about that we grind our asses off we watch yeah. the jazz my wife well, then, we don't watch jazz games so. yeah we don't that's right yeah. i'm sorry we watch yeah. nba you're well, casual and when the nba's on my wife will pull out her phone and watch something on netflix yeah we're really focused because she's a trooper right and we'll, we'll cuddle up on the couch and stroke my pickle and then stroke um, your pickle it's oh, a long boy. story anyway the point is Come um, on, man. but i watch chicago pd i watch Catfish. Gold Rush. Nah, not really. Deadliest Catch. No. Not on right now. Um, but that's those two shows like Law and Order. F one Drive to Survive. Law and Law Order. Law and Order, SVU. The criminal in intent conspiracy stabler show. Eh, we need a new storyline, man. We need to we need a new storyline. Yeah. I'm like, I'm burning out on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the SVUs are great. I think SVU, the current season of SVU, is fabulous. It's yeah, been fantastic. SVU is always phenomenal. Um, you know, James Knight says I watch Pornhub frequently. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's fucking interesting, man. Yeah. Is there, is there a good series there that everyone Jesus. needs to? You know, <laughs> they don't have series on Pornhub, do they? I have no idea. I don't know, oh, okay. Dude. I was like, damn, I don't. I, yeah. Uh, Greg Hawkins says I like watching replays of live PD and cops. Yeah, the replays of like the '90s era cops. Amazing. San Bernardino County, like those guys. The are... guys doing like a hundred on a tiny little road in his cop car. No, the thing that's hysterical is the one that I always remember is the guy on like this little like homemade moped motorcycle. The the and I almost said midget, but we all know that little people. Yeah, come this on. this little person midget dude. I'm sorry, oh, you're offended by that. Kyler Murray. Yeah, Kyler, Kyler Murray no, Kyler, on this see? little yeah, moped bike he made, running away, and they catch him with like a pound of heroin in his pocket <laughs> Ronnie, because he, he thought he could get away. <laughs> Guy, your legs are too short to ride a moped. Yeah, come on, dude. Um, that on. those shows are amazing. Do you prefer us watching the podcast on YouTube or Spotify? Want to support the show, John? Either way, I mean, I, I would tell you always watch it on YouTube. It's more entertaining for me, anyway. 
Um, yeah, I, I, I always say watch it on YouTube. Um, you guys don't watch Pornhub. Not I have. Nah, dude. I have looked at Pornhub probably dude, five times in my life. Time, bro. Like, do you understand? Yeah. Like, we lay in bed and I fall asleep. Like, like, I try to prep for the show. Like last night, I was looking for a lifestyle topic on TikTok, which is usually where I find the best lifestyle topics. By the way, fell asleep. Yeah. So I put my phone down, and me and Mrs. Monty, you know, rolled it's like in the two, three times a, a week, where I'll fall asleep in the recliner, and then I'll like snap awake, and everything falls off the chair, and everything. And I can always tell because I'm like texting back and <laughs> Dude, forth. Dude, like with it's you. terrible, bro. Yeah, I'm like texting Dude. back and forth, and then Jake just goes dark. Yeah. Like he won't answer for like an hour. I'm like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm off in fairyland, dude. Yeah, dude, it's yeah, terrible. Yeah, an appetizer. It is terrible. Which is awful for it's you. It's terrible, man. So. Yeah. Are you guys snowboarding tomorrow? Funny you ask. <laughs> Indeed yes. we are, sir. I, you know the sad thing is? Tomorrow I'm going to wear a vest. It's yeah, season's so coming warm. to an end. Season's it's coming so to an end. Warm. Dude, yeah. Saturday's going to wreck it, and then Sunday they're gonna sn- it's going to snow. I'm yeah. like, It's going to be 59 in Park City on Saturday. Yeah, no, it's over, dude. I'm not looking forward to it. Although that. I will say, by average season standards, this hasn't been a bad season. No, it hasn't been a bad season. Once once we got the snow, um, once we got that snow in December, uh, it we were a week early at Tahoe when we went to Tahoe. Mm-hmm. Um, but this has been a good season. I mean, I, the, the last weekend was the best ride I've had all year. Like, I, I felt like I rode really well. I didn't make an ass of myself getting off the lift. Like, it was actually like a productive snowboarding yeah. sesh. So, but I'm going to, this weekend, I'm not doing anything but snowboarding. I'm going Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I, cause I just feel like it's, I'm 50 years old next season. I'm going to be 50 years old next season. Mm-hmm. Like, how many more seasons do I have? You Plenty. know, what do I have? Probably seven to 10 mm-hmm. if I stay in shape. And, and if it snows. And if it snows, because there's no guarantee it's going to snow. So, are you guys scratching the show tomorrow? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Find me on Twitter, The Monty Show. I'll tell you later. Uh, I don't know. What is wrong with you? <laughs> what? It just happened. Bro. It just happened. It is Dude. what it is. Donnie, please. And Garcy says, Tanner, just don't see 40,000 people going to MLB or NFL games consistently, especially on Sundays. Yeah, they are. They here in here in Salt Lake City, we would dominate an NFL team, and yeah, on Sunday, yeah, if we can sell out the Viv for Jazz games on Sunday, trust me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure an NFL stadium would do just fine. Yeah, and by the way, Jesus Christ ain't sending anybody to hell for going to an hey NFL guys. game. You know what I'm saying? Live your life. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says this show just went off the rails. Look, man, it happens. Are you gonna play the music? We can't keep going to eight o'clock. We can't. We have life. We have we life, have dude. You're an asshole, fatty. Okay, I've never called you fat. Well, big bones, same thing. You know, tubby is different than fat. Look, Can we Chubbs, agreed on that. Look, Chubbs. we've agreed on that. Look, I, it's it's a hormonal imbalance I fat. have. Okay, fat. It's not. I just fat. eat too much. Yeah, I just eat too much. Well, you're a vegetarian now, so. Well, you know. my, my wife's a vegetarian. Except next month when we go to Mastros, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will eat steak. And she will eat pickles. Anyway, all right. Make sure you follow me on Twitter and Instagram, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. Uh, my heart is strong as an ox watching Pornhub. Okay. Uh, well, that's James, neat. hey, man, more power to you. Enjoy the forearm strength. Enjoy the kangaroo videos. Uh, if you can't love yourself, who can you love? <laughs> um, kangaroos are not friendly. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show, Jake is SLC. Supercars until tomorrow. Say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake. <laughs>